Blog Talk Radio. Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. 9118. You can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go out to our chat room, which is available right now on our website. You can ask questions, leave your comments, or send your prayer requests. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, where our senior pastor is Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, feel free to come and worship with us. 
We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. I would like to say thank you to each and every one of you all who is listening and supporting this program. And thank you for your continued prayers and support. Yes, yes, yes. First of all, I'm very excited to be here. Uh, thank God today I have my system up and running. Past couple of days, excuse me, past couple of weeks, I've had some technical difficulties, but today everything's up and running. I thank God for that. Now, as Father's Day, Father's Day is coming very, very close. We celebrated Mother's Day a couple of weeks ago, and now Father's Day is approaching. In three weeks, actually two more weeks, I'm sorry, two more weeks, there are many young people. At the same time as we are approaching Father's Day, there's a lot of young people who have been graduating high school. But sadly, many of our teens are Facing the real world without being prepared and also without the counsel of a father or male figure to lead them and prepare them for the real world. So on this first of three episodes about fatherhood, we're going to talk to the graduates as a father advising his children about life, about responsibilities, about discipline. Also, we're going to talk to the fathers or mentors also. We're going to talk about many other things in the episode called From Graduation to the Real World, Daddy's Advice for the Real World. You know, matter of fact, uh, I went to my nephew graduation with my my brother that's right above me, right right above me, and he said something to me that really caught my attention, and his son confirmed it today. There are many kids, many kids, and no disrespect to me calling. Uh, someone in high school kids, I'll say young adults, many young adults didn't graduate. A lot of them because of uh, truancy. A lot of them might have been tardy, a lot of tardies, a lot of absence. Not really absent, which that can happen, but they were. A, there were a lot of them that missed um being on time. A lot of them were late and because of them continually being late, a lot of them uh, got into truancy problems and then unfortunately it affected them even graduating. And my mind was just blown. But then there were some of them I was looking and they were afraid because they didn't know what to do. A lot of time we just tell the kids go to school, get your diploma, and that's it. 
a lot of the kids are just rushed to school and they don't understand the purpose of school. They think that once they have they have school diploma, that's it. And if you think about it, at 18 years old, they got their diploma, and now no one is talking to them or preparing them for life. Now, I know in my generation and those above me, we did many things. I know myself. I had to start working full time. I ended up working with my uncle at first, doing dump truck tires, and then working at the grocery stores. And one thing led to another. I really learned a whole lot, even working at the grocery store, because it taught me, number one, for me to be able to make my own money, but also it connected me with a lot of adults. And I thank God that God had blessed me to be able to connect with a lot of adults that they instilled a lot of things in me. And because of that, that helped me once I got into the profession I'm in today in law enforcement, um, which is a big contrast from asking paper to plastic. And then the next, next day you end up, you know, working in the jailhouse. But I said all that to say this, not only my parents being there, my mother and my father, but even my father instilling some things in me, and there are some things at the time that he may not have been around because of work or whatever like that, but there were always people that were important into me. But unfortunately, that was me. But unfortunately, there were many other kids who may not have had that privilege for various reasons. So for today, I want to just talk um to the young adults and then I'm going to also talk to the fathers and this is not excluding the mothers uh, you can use the same principle but I want to talk to the young adults but also even in line with approaching Father's Day I really want to talk and even to the fathers to let them know that they're, they're important because I don't care how a mother may raise a child by herself. That father has to be active. That father, first of all, that father, and I know sometimes some fathers are not, um, I, I don't want to say, I'll just say it like this. There are some fathers that behave badly. I'll just say it that way. I'm talking about those who are behaving good, that are respectful, that are honorable, that are trusting so to speak now if those if you are dealing with a father of a child that the father may not be respectful may not be a good example or whatever like that then i want you to give him this episode for him to listen because i want to challenge those fathers who aren't stepping up to the plate those fathers who are not being an example i want to challenge him for him to understand that he needs to step off and I don't want to say step off. He needs to step up to the plate and take care of his responsibilities. And it's more than just child support. It's more than just picking up a child once a week or twice a week. It's about 24-7 being a man, being a father, 
that not only you being there for your child physically, emotionally, financially, but for that child to know it. And so many fathers, they can be there. They can be there physically. But does that child feel that father's presence? Does that child receive that father's presence, that father's counsel? That's what I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about some some guy, well, you know, there are problems, you know, you know, uh the mother no, no, no. We ain't talking about any excuses. So to the fathers, I hope and pray that for those who are taking care of their responsibilities, hey, thank God for you. But for those who are not, I challenge you to understand that are your children are they are your children going and facing the real world without the counsel without the instructions from daddy. I really want this to hit home because we're boiled down to it. The child came from the mother as far as from the mother's womb, but it's actually daddy's seed. So fathers, I want you to think about, are you preparing your seed for life? Are you preparing your seed for the real world? Now, why daddy? Why daddy? Daddy, like I said, daddy is the owner. Daddy is the is the possessor of the seed that turns out to be the child. Anytime, anytime a child comes into play that father supposed to invest into his seed. I want to say this. If you as the father, if you value your seed, if you value your seed, you will value your property. When you Value your seed, which is your child. You will value your property that your seed came from, which is you. So for those fathers who feel like, well, you know, you can live any kind of way and tell your child the right thing to do, if you, even if you're not doing or living the right thing, that's false. The fathers need to not just tell the children what they need to do, but show the children what they need to do. By daily living, conduct, ethics, morality. So fathers, like I said, this is nothing against the mothers, but we having the fathers to step up and take their rightful place of raising and investing into your child. When you look at it, you look at any time in history, You've seen weddings, uh, let's just say couples. Couples, um, they might have been dating for a while, dating for a while, and then that guy, when he is thinking about getting married to that girl, a young lady, you know what he'd do? He would go to the father and talk to the father. Why? To get that father's blessing. He want to get that father blessing because he's what? He's taking interest in 
his father's, excuse me, that father's seed, which is his daughter. Now, I said that because when you look at the whole aspect of life, we, in order for us to be prepared for life, we need to get our father's blessing. So that's why it's important for fathers to not only instill what instructions that we need for life, but make sure that you give the children your blessing. Now, they will only get the blessing or the uh, the blessing, of, if you want to say permission, um, they are only get it based upon their obedience to the instructions that you gave them. Now, we as fathers, I'm a father also, we as fathers, we're not relying upon somebody else to teach our children. We are taking interest in our seed. We're taking personal interest. We're making sure that we have done our part. And this is regardless if you have assistance or not. This is regardless, and we're not looking for any uh, blame or responsibility from somebody else or the child's mother or blowing it off on the child's mother. No, we looking at what are we doing. So with that, we want to make sure that the children receive our blessing. The children receive the blessings from daddy. And if you look at it, children are always looking for affirmation. Children are always looking for uh, the approval from daddy. Nothing against mama, like I said. But you'd be surprised. I don't care what kind of sport. I don't care what type of activity a child would do. Mother can be there. The child is excited. But when dad is there, wow, it's like there's a confidence that comes on that child. It's like that child feels invincible. Why? Because dad is there. Daddy represents authority. It represents presence. It represents protection because that's what the father gives. We have to understand as fathers, we have brought our seed from ourselves, from our bodies into the mother which will produce life and have the life to come out and if we can be able to give life give life to our seed we should be able to help give life to our seed by preparing them for life now a couple of things I wanted to bring up first and foremost when we look at it as fathers, fathers, our responsibility, our number one responsibility as fathers is to introduce our children to their real father, which is who? God Almighty. God Almighty through Jesus Christ. Anytime as fathers, we have not done that or we're not doing that, we have ultimately failed as a father. Now, the theme of this the theme of this episode it actually comes from God's word in itself. We can look at Proverbs and if you look at it Proverbs Proverbs is written by David 
to give instructions to his son. I'm going to read Proverbs 3 and the first verse. It says this, my son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace, they will add to you. Verse 3, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. But I'm going to have to read 5 through 7. Get this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Paths more than one pool. But also that means make your pathway straight. That means removing the obstacles for you to see clearly when we consult God in every area of our life. Now, in consulting God, let's talk about this. When we look at Proverbs, the third chapter, the key verse in this chapter is verse Six and seven. That is a promise God's people have often claimed as they have what? As they have sought the Lord's direction for their lives. And this promise has never failed them. If they have obeyed the conditions God has laid out, which is in verse 1 through 12, God keeps his promise when we obey his what? Obey his word because our obedience prepares us to receive and enjoy what he has planned for us. Now, the first condition for receiving God's guidance is that we learn God's truths, God's word. The will of God is revealed in what? In the word of God. And the only way to know his will is if we study and obey his word. By receiving the word within our hearts, we what we experience growth in godly character so that mercy and truth, that means love and faithfulness, becomes beautiful ornaments in our lives, and it isn't enough for believers, for us to carry the Bible in our hand, we must let the Holy Spirit write them in our hearts. Obeying the word of God can add years to your life and life to your years. But also, we must obey God's word, obey God's word, obey God's will, and he shall what? Direct our paths. His promise, it is a promise, and it's his promise, but the fulfillment of that promise is what is conditioned upon our obedience to him. We must trust him with all of our heart and obey him in all of our ways. And that means to trust God, that means what? To lie helplessly face down, 
to rely upon him totally and completely. If we as fathers can let our children know that the key to success, the key to life is what? Is to surrender to God and trust him in every area of your life. A couple of things I want to bring up. As fathers, now we have taught to our children about God, about even like I was saying, Proverbs, Proverbs talking to what? David talking to his son. And the funny thing is, David's son ended up asking for wisdom and discernment. Solomon, Solomon, what? Solomon was spoken to by his father. And because Solomon, what? He consulted God. He asked God for wisdom. And because he asked God for wisdom, God blessed him with much more. Now, I'm going to say it like this. I'm going to speak as if, um, if you want to say father, daddy, or uncle, mentor, whatever you want to call it. What we have to do, now that we have, first of all, put God first, consulted him first, put him number one, numero uno, in our lives. Now, we cannot, we cannot forget this. Children, don't trust everybody. Now that we have spoken to you about God and making sure that you accept him in your life, because he's the only one that can, what, God can lead. And also, I'm going to tell you like this, father or even family, parents, we're limited, but God is unlimited. There's only, we can only go so far, but God can go all the way. So the same God that, what, that guided daddy, the same God that gave daddy wisdom is the same God that we're trying to introduce you to because I may not be everywhere. I mean, I can get to you, but you can get to God. And most importantly, God can get to you. But you have to make sure that you know who God is, know who daddy God is. So that way, when crunch time come, when difficult difficulties come when you know that daddy is unavailable you know God is available so I have to throw that in there but let's talk people young people you can't trust everybody you can't trust everybody and don't take everybody to be your friend there are so many people good people good hearted morally good Kids, they have got themselves entangled with the wrong crowd. They trusting the wrong people, and then guess what? That wrong person and that good child end up getting in trouble. Me working in the jail, I've seen so many people. Some that I grew up with, some that I just met, in all and every ass walk of life, I've seen so many people end up getting themselves entangled and trusting the wrong ones. And then now they end up doing time or they may have gotten themselves killed or they may have gotten themselves, what, 
gotten himself in so much trouble. And we used to hear it all the time. Trouble is easy to get into, but hard to get out of. And I'm going to say this. A lot of time I found out that good kids, they end up trying to help somebody who don't want to be helped. They end up trying to help somebody, and they're not realizing that it's a trap. So it's best to not take everybody to be your friend. Listen, you can respect everybody. Respect is free. You respect people regardless. And I'm going to say this, even if you feel like there's somebody that's difficult, I don't care if it's someone that's uh, an acquaintance or someone that up the street, or it may even be a teacher. It might be an adult. It might be your boss, man. You never know who it is. But no matter who it is, you still are due to respect them. Now, you respect everybody. But just because you respect everybody does not mean that you trust everybody. See, respect is free, but trust is earned. If they have not earned your trust, then you don't give them your trust. I'm going to say this. This is not just pertaining to someone of the same sex. It's pertaining to the opposite sex, too. There's so many good people that I know good-hearted people, they end up because they want to feel needed, because they want to feel important. Oh, well, you know, that person, they just need some help. Okay, that's good, but you may not be the one that needs to help them. If you feel like they need help, then you refer them to an adult. If they really want help, they'll get it. They'll receive from the person that you send them, that adult that you send them. But if they don't want it, you know what they're going to do? They're going to, what? They're going to shy away or they're going to pull off. But also, that adult that adult can see if it's genuine or if it's fake. Because why? Because they know sometimes, I'm going to say it like this, they know sometimes that a person is a good-hearted person or gullible, and they may try to take your kindness for weakness. So what do you do? You give them over to someone that's number one, spiritually sound, someone someone that is responsible and someone that you know what? You can give them you can give them the information, but also I would advise someone of the same sex. And guess what? You go on with your life. You let that adult deal with it, and I guarantee you, you realize number one, you did your part, but don't let guilt don't even let guilt from them to sway you, but you're supposed to be my friend. You're supposed to be helping me. Uh-uh. People like that, you leave them alone. So don't take everybody to be your friend. Don't take or trust everyone because they may smile in your face. But remember this, the same one that'll smile in your face will also stab you in the back. The next thing, I'm going to say this. Please, please, please think before you act or react. See, a lot of times we allow our emotions to get involved in our decision making. A lot of time we become impulsive. So in the real world, see, in high, in elementary school, in middle school, 
that might have been okay. Even getting a buy with in high school. But see, in the real world, you can't do that. You can't make emotional decisions. You can't make impulsive decisions. So now you have to what? You have to seek wise counsel. You have to do your homework and study. You have to look at you have to look at it from a business standpoint. So you what? You acting or reacting on something will actually get you to a whole world of trouble. So in other words, think Seek wise counsel before you do anything, which leads to this. Young adults, please make sure, make sure you watch what you post, what you tweet on social media, because it can and sometimes will come back to haunt you, to hurt you. I've seen so many young people, they end up posting something. They may have said some negative, harsh words. They might have been, quote, unquote, venting or expressing themselves. Or they want to say, well, I got freedom of speech. Matter of fact, (laughs) this week we had an episode where the actress, comedian, Roseanne Barr, what did she do? She tweeted, she had freedom of speech. She posted what she wanted to. But guess what? That freedom of speech, what, had consequences. One thing we always say at church, your freedom of speech ends where a mind begins. So just because you think, well, it's okay for me to say it, or, you know, it's just for entertainment purposes, no, 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 no. Because once you post tweet or you put it on social media I don't care how you delete it it will not leave it out is out in the atmosphere and guess what somebody watched it somebody saw it you can you can post it and a minute later delete it I guarantee you someone has seen it somebody will take a picture of it it will not go away it does not go away just because you don't see it on your page But also, I'm going to say it like this. There are some that have even posted nude pictures or sensual sexual pictures. Even saying things might have been a lewd conversation. You cannot do that. I'm telling you, if somebody want to hire somebody, if somebody want to, let's just say if somebody is looking for uh, to hire somebody, you may have posted that three, five years ago, but when you really looking for one of them big major jobs, you know what they're going to do? They're going to check your references. They're going to check the people that you put down on your reference as references. They're going to what? They're going to check your social media page, but I'm going to say it like this too. Not only are they going to check your page, but they're going to check the pages of those that you frequently communicate with on social media. So this is not to equip you to try to get over the system. No, this is just to let you know how responsible you must be in the real world. 
So being careful what you put out there, being careful of the content that you say, venting and um I'm upset with this person, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to say it like this. I've seen people do this even on my own job. While they're at work, they will post stuff pertaining to their job. And it may be, you know, I'm tired of this person, blah, 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 blah. Uh-uh. Do not do that. Always be professional. Not just on the clock, but off the clock. Remember this. You might have your your uniform on seven, eight days, even ten, excuse me, seven or eight hours a day, ten hours, maybe even 12 hours a day. But remember, in the eyesight of the law, in the eyesight of society, you are working 24-7. So no matter what job, no matter what profession that you have, remember, you are always on the clock. You have customers or an audience looking at you at all times. Your audience is more than just social media, TMZ for news. No, other than God himself, there are people that are watching. And if you don't believe me, you do something bad. You do something that might be mm, might be a little hiccup, might be a little mess up. I guarantee you, you're going to see how many people are actually watching you? I'm, I'm not giving you permission to do that. I'm just saying that for an example. So please be mindful of what you post on social media, regardless if it's words, pictures, or what conversation that you may be entertaining. Please be careful. Now, the other thing, I was speaking about being careful on what you post being careful of what you share on Facebook, but not just Facebook, but any type of social media, because um, not just you typing it, but even the stuff that you share, if you receive it and you pass it on, you are now partaker of whatever consequences, if especially if it's something that could be criminal, uh, damaging, whatever you've become partaker of that consequences that, that that everybody get on that particular subject. Now, the other thing, this is especially for the young guys. I have to tell you, you have to be careful. In the real world, remember this, you're being washed. So, guys, being careful, even pertaining to what? Wearing earrings, tattoos. Like I was saying earlier about people making impulsive decisions, making what? Permanent decisions in a temporary place. Temporary mindset. Guys, earrings, look, people will look at you. People will Prejudge you when you have earrings, even tattoos. I'm going to say this, and not just you having the earring in your ear, but even you having the earring out of your ear, you what? You still have the hole. So what happened if you may want to go to that Fortune 500 company? They're going to look at you. Now, some people may say, well, it ain't right. To be honest with you, it is right. You know why? Because 
not only you are potentially going to represent them, but most importantly, they are looking not only for you to represent them, but they want to see if they can invest into you. And they don't they don't want to give a bad investment or they don't want to invest into someone that's not willing to invest into themselves, which we're going to be talking about later on. So look at, look, so many guys, they end up getting all these earrings, even tattoo, they call it getting tatted up or getting sleeved. They're getting tattoos all off on their body, even on their face. And then they're ready to what? They're ready to get a job. And they wonder why they can't get no job. Now, I'm being honest with you. Now, also, just looking at it like this. Let's just say you're walking down the street. You're walking down the street and you see somebody with tattoos and everything. And, you know, are you going to cross the street? Are you going to keep on walking? Are you going to clench your purse? You got to think about that. Now, along with looking at your appearance, how are you carrying yourself? Number one, keep your pants up. No need for you to be sagging. First of all, you got to understand where that come from. That term came from prison. That's, you know, so many guys, so many people, so many people, girls or guys, they get into fads. First of all, don't even know the history behind it. But also that says this, if you into fads, that means you're a follower. You were not born to be a follower. You were born to be a leader. I'm going to say it like this. I can speak to my seed. I can speak to my son. I'm not going to have him to be a follower. It's my responsibility as daddy to instill in him godly character ethics for him to what? To lead. But also, I'm going to say it like this. Not only in leading and not sagging, but I always say this terminology to him. I used to get on him about wearing a belt. If your pants have a loop, you better wear a belt. Some people may think I'm old-fashioned, but so what? (laughs) I'm blessed. But it takes for us as men to really reach out and start helping because a lot of kids, especially the young boys, they're not bad. They're just misinformed or uninformed. So it's our responsibility to talk to them and let them know as young boys, look, your pants need to have a belt on. I don't care if it's fitting, wear a belt. It's rep- it's, it's, uh, it's presentable. But also, think about this. We I always say this, using your inside voice, being able to know how to articulate, being able to speak for yourself. Being able to express yourself without cursing. So many people, girls or guys, the reason why they do a lot of cursing because they don't know how to properly express themselves. So they say these uh, cursing words to try to, if you want to say, convince you or try to express to you what they mean. No. Learn to express yourself with proper vocabulary. In other words, try to keep your audience PG. Exclude your audience by using curse words, provocative words. Because think about this. If you have a company, if you have a business, would you 
excluded where it just a certain group of people or would you want your audience to be the world for them to support your company for them to support your business so anytime you exclude your audience you actually cutting off your blessing I'm going to say it like this I'm not going to say her name just in case she may be listening but there was a young lady that used to be uh, a young girl who used to be uh, on Disney she had her own show she was doing great she had girl dolls and she had a lot of young fans until she got to the point where after that show was over with she wanted to get raunchy she wanted to get on national TV and start twerking and stuff and now what she did she cut off a lot of her young fan base. So now you don't hear too much about her, but you think about the one that's consistent, the one that still keep their audience. They the ones they the ones that they are a great they are a great role model. And people are looking for role models. So we have to we have to make sure that we keep our audience. We don't ever want to exclude our audience. We don't want to push off our audience. We need to look to keep our audience PG where it's including everybody. So along with that, I was speak, I was speaking about using your inside voice. What does that mean? See, when we outside, we speak loudly, but when we when we are inside, you wouldn't. You don't have to speak as loud. You use your inside voice. In other words, lower your voice. So I said that because when we are out in the public, we have to make sure that we are what? We are representing ourselves in a right way, in a professional way, but also who you are in your private time. Let that be private. Let that be where that's you. Now, I'm not I'm not saying for us to do anything wrong, disrespectful, ungodly, or anything like that. No. But who you are and how you carry yourself in private, it should it should match who you are in public. What I mean, that means that being a person of integrity 24-7. But also, if you're doing something that you know is not right in private, you have to examine yourself. It's not worth it. Examine yourself because what happens if somebody catch you? What if somebody see you? Would it tarnish your reputation? Hmm. So in other words, this is to self-examine yourself. But also, I'm going to say it like this. There might be, let's say, certain music that you might listen to in your private, in your private time. That's fine and dandy. Now, when you get out into the public, when you go into your corporate office, corporate business, you don't need to be doing the same thing. If I just say, if you listen to someone that um, certain type of music, okay, well, if you listen to a certain type of music where you know that it may not be acceptable to the masses, then you need to what? You need to leave it over there. And so when you get out in public, then you, what? You can listen to jazz or you listen to peace and quiet but not everybody needs to know your private life by what you listening to or even what you do 
but also not allowing your private life to interfere with your public life, with your professional life, not allowing your private life to interfere with your public life, your professional life. So we have to be careful to know to know that we are what? This is business. We have to be business-minded at all times. Next thing, one, two, three. We have to work on what? Save your money. Save your M-O-N-E-Y. My daddy used to say, save a dry stick for a wet day. We have to save our money because you never know. First of all, you're not going to be young forever. And also, a lot of time, people, young people, they may get things, what, impulsively. Is it a necessity or is it a want? And also, I'm going to say it like this. If you are spending your money, are you spending it costs or are you getting the savings? Some people are embarrassed to get coupons. Look, coupons are your friend. Coupons is like currency. So you need to make sure whatever you're going to get, make sure you get it at the cheapest price. You can get top quality items at a reduced price. But some people, they want to be Mr. Big Shot. And, well, you know, no, you know, I, I don't want no coupon. You know, I don't want nobody to think I'm cheap. So what? Don't worry about what people think or say. You can't worry about that. So you need to you need to make sure if it's something that you're getting, first and foremost, seek wise counsel. Second of all, make sure that if it's something that you are going to get, make sure you do your homework, do some Price shopping, especially now we got social media, we got the internet. We can get on the internet, especially when you have a smartphone, you can price match. They got Groupon, they got Amazon. You can you can get good stuff at a reasonable price. But make sure that you save your money. Like I said, you're not gonna be young forever. But also the key thing talking about saving your money, you look at your check at a hundred percent. Save ten percent for God. Ten percent for your savings. Ten percent. That savings is something for the future. That's not any emergency fund. That's let's just say retirement. Ten dollars for excuse me. Ten percent for God. Ten percent for your retirement. And then ten percent for the savings. So if you need access to something if you need something immediate that's immediate that's um emergency funds so don't try to live based upon 100 percent of your check try to live let's just say 50 to 70 at the most 75 percent of your check that's 70 60 to 7 percent of your check save your money you start saving your money when you first start making income i don't care if it's um you know, doing house chores, getting your allowance, whatever that. Start saving your money right then and there. If you haven't already, it's not too late. So I would advise you, save your money, save your money, save your money. Another step, we have to be disciplined. You have to be more disciplined. 
Discipline meaning we have to be on time. Now, in high school, we might have relied upon, let's say, middle school, elementary school, even parts of high school. We might have depended upon our parents to wake us up so we can go to school and all that stuff. But now, you finna get ready to go off to college, finna get ready to get on your own. Some people even give their own apartment. Be disciplined. You can't rely upon someone else to wake you up for you to go to you to go to work. Uh-uh. This is your responsibility. That means you have to work on being on time. I know that's that's a crutch I had to work on too. I have to work on. But being on time. Um a great wise man that worked with me, he told me to be to be on time is late. To be five or ten minutes before time is actually to him right on time. So another even getting to work a few minutes early so you won't be rushing so you can have time to prepare, get mentally right, mentally ready. That's something that should be very helpful. But along with being disciplined, the thing that we have to do also, and this is something I want us to really understand, we have to invest in ourselves. You have to invest. That don't only that does not only mean currency, money. See, when you look at it, a lot of kids they got scholarships. You know why they got scholarships? Because when the schools see their GPA, when the school have interviews with them, check them out, see what their mindset is. You know what happened? They look and they saw. You know what? That person put in their work, their hard work, and now we're going to compensate them. Why? Because they are worth investing into. See, if you don't invest into yourself first, you can't rely upon other people to invest into you. So you have to invest in yourself. You have to what? You have to be the one to believe in yourself and for you to do the work. You have to put in work. One of the things I always say, God is not moved by your tears. I don't care how you cry. I don't care how you snot. God is not moved by your tears. He's moved by your sweat. In other words, you do the work. You, God has given you the strength and the ability, the wisdom to go out there and do what you need to do. You ask him, you consult him. Like I was saying earlier, the first step, consulting God. You ask God to guide you and to direct you, but you have to do the work. And I'm going to say it like this. There's going to be some uh, influences. There's going to be some peer pressure. They're going to try to be, oh, are you studying again? Look, you out of your mama house. You're going to be a tight while all you want. Listen, they're not hungry. They don't want. They don't want what you want. Some of them, they don't even want what they should want. They may not they may not be pursuing their purpose. They may not be pursuing their life. But you have a responsibility not just for your family, but for yourself. You have to want it for yourself. Because just like I was saying about consequences, the consequences not only affect you, but affect everybody around you. So you have to be disciplined. You have to Sometimes what? Sometimes you have to stay in the house, study, 
do your work. Even if there is no homework, you take personal interest in yourself. You do what you need to do to show people that you are hungry. I remember hearing about um, George Benson. George Benson, great guitar player, but he used to ride on the bus, and he always practiced his guitar while he was riding on the bus. People made fun of him, but guess what? Now he made it. So being disciplined, and not only being disciplined pertaining to um, avoiding the peer pressure and not giving in to the peer pressure, you know, going out to parties and all that stuff, you know, my thing is, in that time that you need to be doing your work, in that time that you could be creating something for a better life for you, for your family, there's going to be some people that the devil may try to come to you and tell you with some enticing words or whatever like that, but you have to be mentally strong enough to say, you know what, I got other things I need to do. I'm going to say it like this. Work now, play later. But along with being disciplined, being strong enough to understand, you have to get your education. Now, first and foremost, I was saying earlier, spiritual education first, and then also the secular education. Secular education is important. So when you are going off to college, you're not there to play around. You're not there to let your hair down and lose your mind because unfortunately there's been a lot of young people that leave high school with the mind, well, with the idea that they're going to be going off to college and graduating. But unfortunately is so many of them within the first year or two, they end up going to college and end up getting pregnant or end up getting somebody else's pregnant. Somebody getting, getting somebody else pregnant. It's so many people that have great potential in being, uh, let's say, a ball player or architect, but they end up having to quit school to support a family that they did not, quote, unquote, plan doing school. So the first thing, I'm going to say it like this. As a Christian program and as a minister, I will tell you, Keep yourself sexually until you get married. Is it impossible? Is it hard? No, it ain't. How bad do you want it? You have to set yourself as important and your goals are important. Don't allow anything or anybody to distract or disrupt that. Keep your head on straight by staying focused on the purpose and the assignment of why you are going to school. Listen, this can go for the male or for the female. There are some people, they will even try to get you pregnant. There are some people who don't care. They will try to get you pregnant so that way you won't fulfill your purpose. There are some people, see, they see your drive, they see your ambition, and you know what? They're so selfish, they want that for themselves. So sometimes they may try to trap you. And sometimes, not just in the trap, as for their motive is to to keep you for themselves, but also even accidental. Sometimes people just, well, I made a mistake. Okay, you know what? I'm going to say it like this. 
you know, God can forgive you and everything, but you got to deal with the consequences. And don't bring a child in the world where you're not prepared for it. Let's be responsible with our decision-making. So keep yourself until you get married. Also, the other thing is, if you do go out in the world, and this is this should be happening not just when you're going off to college, but just life period. If you somewhere eating and you get up from the table, you leave your food, you leave your drink, do not return back to eat it. If you don't have someone that is a family member, someone that you trust, first of all, I would recommend this. If you're going out somewhere, make sure you use the restroom, make sure you get some water, make sure you get something to drink, make sure you get some water, make sure you go to the restroom before your drink or food comes. When When your drink or food comes, your hand on it, you keep your eyes on it too. Watch, because there are so many people that have gotten drugged, so many people that have had date rape in their drink or in their food, and they wake up and they don't know what happened. So you don't, and and unfortunately, not only is something happening to them, but what happened is someone takes some provocative pictures while you're unconscious. You don't want to do that. So make sure that you be responsible by watching and not trusting everybody, but watching your food, your drink at all times. Okay. I wrote down some key things I wanted to bring up. Okay. So this is something else. It's important for you which I was mentioning earlier about investing in yourself. It's so important because if we don't get the education in our head, if we don't if we don't invest in ourselves and have it in our head, we're gonna have to make up for it with manual labor. See, your ideal goal is to reach my dad used to say, if you aim at the moon, fall amongst the stars, you're still on high ground. So in other words, you go and you aim high. Don't let anything or anybody stop you or tell you you can't do it. You go for it. Go for what you know. You put your goal high, but most importantly, you put God high and put him as a top priority, your number one priority, and seek him. But when you get into something, don't just allow the entry-level position to be your ending place. Where Whatever you get into, you look at it as, you know what, I'm starting off here, but I'm not going to end here. So you put, first of all, like I said, put God first, but also you put personal interest into yourself and you invest into yourself so that way People can see, you know what, this person is hungry. And I guarantee you, when you're doing what you're supposed to, you don't have to look for people to help you. There will be people that God will send that will help, that will mentor you, that will coach you, that will assist you along the way. And so remember this, 
you are not only representing God, you're not only representing yourself, but you represent your family. You represent those that love you, those that are related to you by blood or by love. People will be looking at you and you're creating an audience, even when you're not realizing it, even when you're in school and you have a future endeavor to be some multimillionaire over a company or whatever. Everybody have humble beginnings. Every successful purple hat. Every successful person have humble beginnings. But remember this: there are people that are watching you in your humble beginnings too. So you have to always make sure, no matter what, that you live a life and you present yourself in a way where. People won't be ashamed to say, you know what, I knew him, I know him in this and that. Uh, as we get ready to go to the, um, like we got somebody on the, on the line, as we get ready to go to the line and give those who are on the line the opportunity to say something, I share with you a post that God gave me yesterday that I put on social media. It says, this. Okay, okay, okay. I want to make sure I'm reading the right one. Yeah, here it is. It was from yesterday. What do you think or feel about yourself would give others permission to treat you the same way? Self-reflection has an audience of more than you. If you want people to treat you better, ask yourself, what are you showing them? to help you to see yourself as he sees you. Hashtag your opinion of yourself is no match to God's facts about yourself. So in other words, when you do the work, you won't have to worry about you looking for people to help, to fund, to support you. Like I said, in your obedience to God, God will send people because why? Because you're obeying God and you're following the path that he already planned out and made for you. And in that path that he made for you, there are people that he will dispatch. He will send to help, to support you, to give you not just what you need, but also what you want. So now we have area code 504. On the line, we're getting ready to give them the opportunity to be on the air. Hello, welcome to Reeking at My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. I'm just listening. Okay, okay. You're just listening? Yeah, I'm just enjoying the show. Okay, okay. Thank you, thank you. I hope something is said that would make you think, and I know even when I was reading this, it kind of, Made me look at, man, I wish I was doing that when I was in high school, going off to college. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Um, I've heard this years ago. (laughs) Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. And and, you know, I'm being honest with you. Um, when I was in school, I was not the. I'm not gonna say I wasn't the best student. I wasn't the best learner. I just say it that way. I wasn't the best learner, so Mm -hmm. I was. Um, I was sitting in the back. I would always sit in the back, and <laughs> hmm. and when you look at it, 
the distraction when you sit in the back, the distractions are not behind you. The distractions are in front of you. So after I got out, after I got out of high school, I went on. I started when I went off to college. I started sitting in the front. Because number one, it was costing me. And that's another thing where I tell people: not only when we not taking things seriously, when we're not doing the work we we're supposed to, eventually it would end up costing us. And if I had paid attention in high school, if I had done what I was supposed to, had my GPA higher, then it wouldn't have cost me so much when I went to college and had to pay for it on my own. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I could have heard that too. Or like, um, just uh, you know, when you're young, you think you know everything, <laughs> and then you you soon find out that you really don't know anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like uh, hmm, just like taking a test and you putting yeah. the wrong answer on the wrong question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. But you know what? Yeah. I I said that's a cool way to put it. That's a cool analogy. Yeah, you know. And you know what? Thank God for his grace and mercy, you know, because he now allowing us the opportunity to not only to learn from our mistakes, but also to instill others so that way they can learn from our mistakes. Uh, I'm going to have to reference my dad on this one, uh, my daddy said, a wise man learned from his mistakes, but a wiser man learned from somebody else's mistakes. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to make sure that, you know, we talk to the people, talk to the young people to make sure that they understand their importance. Because, you know, the real world, they owe you nothing. You have to make sure that, that you seek God, consult God, trust God, but don't wait for a handout. Don't wait or anticipate that somebody's going to give you something. So many people, they feel like a sense of entitlement. Well, they owe me nothing. No, nobody owe you nothing. Right. Exactly. Everyone's been through something. That doesn't give you, that doesn't mean you deserve something more than somebody who may haven't had the same story as you. Right, 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 right. Hmm. Well, I appreciate you listening, and I'm a, I'm a, um, like I said, I, I appreciate you even your input, and uh, thank you for supporting us, and just any way we could be of assistance. And also, I'm gonna say this at the end. Also, if there's any other um, suggestions, comments, or even uh, other things you may feel that we need to discuss on the air. Please, please, please let me know. And uh, and I hope you know me well enough to know I don't mind throwing myself under the bus. And nothing is off limits, but we looking at what God's word says to help us to be able to understand how to live a godly life. Mm -hmm. And and he can help us do it. So I really appreciate you. Okay. Uh, I appreciate you. All righty, all right. Continue to listen and um, enjoy the show. 
Yeah, so so with that being said, you know, I hope and pray that those who are now coming out uh coming out of school know that this is a great achievement. This is a great achievement, but it doesn't stop here. There are more that you can do. God is giving you the ability to do, but you have to be prepared. And the only way to probably be prepared is to trust God in every area of your life. But also as, as fathers, we have to make sure that we have the time, spend the time, the quality time to be able to instill into our children right ethics, morality, godly character into our children. And like I said, not just telling them, but showing them. You know, um, this is something that would actually help this world turn right side up. To talk to the children, especially for them to understand that when people are talking to you, hey, make eye contact. You know, young men, fellas, when you shake somebody's hand, give them a good good grip. I'm not talking about press on their hand hard, but a nice firm grip. Um, make eye contact. Yes, sir. No, sir. When you walk into a room, address yourself, men and ladies, young people. When you walk into a room, you don't have to know anybody. When you walk into them, hey, how y'all doing? When you walk into the elevator, hey, how y'all doing? Greet them. Look at yourself as important. Look at yourself because you are important. See, walk into the room as if, you know what? Everybody in the room came to see me. My mentality, I don't have to know people, but if I'm God's child, then they need to know my daddy. So they may not know me. They may not want to know me, but they should know my father. And the only way for them to know my father or even be introduced to my father, my spiritual father, is what? If I open up my mouth and live the life in front of them. I don't have to say, oh, I go to and carry a big Bible. To do. No, 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 that's unnecessary. Sometimes some people do that, and that's for sure. If I live the life in front of them and let my light shine that's within me, let it radiate out, I don't have to say a moment of word. I don't have to tell people I'm saved, I'm a believer, I'm a child of God, I'm a minister. I don't have to tell people that they will tell me. So the same thing with you. You live the life. And I'm telling you, there are so many people that are looking for people to invest into. And God will open up a door. God will even strike up a com- allow them to strike up a conversation with you or uh, for you to strike a conversation with them. End up what? They end up blessing you because they see that you're worth investing into, but also they see your potential. They see your heart. They see your drive. And God will press upon their heart to give you a chance. And if you trust God in that area, God will give you the strength and the ability to knock it out of the park. So I hope that this this edition of Reconnect My Heart ministered to you and prepared you for life. But also, I'm going to say it like this. For those who may not have had a father figure, or even a male figure to talk to you, to instill, to help you and encourage you. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, this is my personal number, 
908-308-3056. I have no problem in talking, but most importantly, praying with you. I don't mind giving advice, but every conversation must end with a prayer because he's the only one that can help us, to guide us, to lead us. I'm going to tell you like this. I know nothing. I know nothing at all, but I know somebody who knows everything. So what we need to do is just consult God and ask God to help us, to guide us, and lead us. And I'm going to say like this. I thank God for what he's done for me, what he's done in my life. I appreciate everything. Very grateful. But if it had not been for him, I wouldn't have what I have. I wouldn't be who I am. And so the same God that's doing it for me, he's gonna, he can be able to do it for you. He's willing to do it for you. But can you allow him to do it for you? And if there's anybody else that's on here that need a word of encouragement, that need to know who God is. We've been talking about God all throughout this episode. Who is God? Who Who is this Jesus that we talk about? How can I get saved? Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess to Lord Jesus Christ, thou Savior, and believe in their heart that God will raise him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And if there's anyone that may be troubled, who may have looked like they needed some guidance, they may have even made a mistake or two or whatever, Know that God can forgive you. God forgives you. But also, as you ask him for forgiveness, he wants you to forgive yourself. And if there's anybody else, for whatever reason, that may have an issue, may be in trouble, may need help, know that there's only one person that can fix all of our problems. That's God Almighty. And whatever else that you may be worried about, concerned about, may be on your heart, we're going to have this opportunity to give it to him. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, God, thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. First of all, God, we acknowledge your presence on today, God. God, we ask you, Lord, for guidance, for leading us, God, and helping us be the men and ladies that you have for us to be, God. God, there are those, God, who are now graduating, God. They may be facing fear right now, God. They may be scared of God. They may be unequipped. They may be equipped, but just be in fear of getting out of their comfort zone, God. God, we ask you to help them, guide them, lead them, God. Help them, God, and give them that desire, God, to accept you in your in their life right now, God. And then also not only in accepting you in their life, but also consulting you in their life, God. Help us, God, to consult you first, God. Help us, God, to be able to go to you, God, to trust you in every area of our lives right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, there may be those, God, who may be confused, God, who don't know what to do, God. They're looking for their purpose. They don't know which way to go, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you help them, God, to have the attentive ears, God, to hear you, God. And God, speak plainly to them, God. And God, remove the distractions from them, God, for them to hear you crystal clear, God, and for them to receive the instructions that you have for them right now in the name of Jesus. And say about everything you stand for, about every problem, about every confusion right now in the name of Jesus. You bind every sickness, bind every hurt, bind every pain right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, there may be those who may be listening to this program, God, who may not have had a male figure, a father figure in their life to help them 
to educate them, God, to guide them, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you help them, God, regardless if their father is inactive or just no longer on this earth, God. We're speaking, God, that you help them, God, to fulfill the purpose and plan you have for them, God. Help them, God. Even heal their heart, God. Those who may have absentee fathers, God, help them heal them, God, and help them, God, to be able to consult you, God. And as they consult their spiritual father, God, God, you will send some mentor here on earth, God, to be able to help them, instill in them, encourage them, God. Be the example, the earthly example, God. Help them, God, and steer them in the right direction right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, for those, God, who have succeeded but given back, God. God, we thank you for them, God. Encourage them, God. Help them, God, in every area of their life, God. We speak, God, that you even open up more opportunities for those, God. God, we speak, God, even for the Father right now, God. For those who are doing what they're supposed to, God, continue to help them, encourage them, God. God, we ask, God, even for those fathers who've been inactive, God. Touch their hearts, God. Touch their mind, God. And let them know, God, that they are needed, God. Not only their children, God, their child, but also even you, God. God, help them, God, that you want to come into their life right now, God, if they surrender everything to you right now, God. You know, we even speaking, God, there are some fathers that's out there, God, who are willing to be in the children's life, God, who wants to be in the children's life, but look like the child's mother is making it difficult for them. Or it may even be the uh, the the law or the judicial system, God, making it difficult for the good fathers who are trying to do the right thing towards their children, God. God, we speaking, God, that you intervene on their father's behalf, God, for the best interest of their child right now, God, in the name of Jesus, God. And Lord, Lord we speaking, God, if there's conflict between the, the mother and the father right now, God, we speaking, God, that you bring in, God, sound mind, God. Remove the hurt right now from the situation. Remove the anger out of the situation. Remove the unforgiveness out of the situation right now, God. And we ask God for help, God, for guidance in every area, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in and who supported and listened to this program. If you have any suggestions on topics on future episodes, feel free to contact me. I'm Brother Prater. I'm on Facebook. Uh, you can read my daily devotion and my videos on my page. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotion, my upcoming events, personal appearances, and also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, The Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform the men the needs and responsibilities toward their children, their family, their spouse, even their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. Also, to inform the women the needs and responsibilities the needs and responsibilities towards men, and also it gives them, the single women, the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in to the show, and thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast.
God bless you and good night.